1: Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Strictly anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers.
0: Are on Instagram or Twitter, make sure to follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show as well as hit five star or give me a really great review. I love reading great reviews, it really makes my day and it helps the show. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody re- remains anonymous here. I change everyone's voices, I make up. Phony names, or you make up your own phony name. uh, You just gotta be truthful about your story. You could call me from an anonymous number. I don't need to know who my callers are. I think it actually helps the show for everybody to remain anonymous. I'm anonymous. You're anonymous. If you want to be on the show uh, and talk about your secret naughty life, or if even if you have a problem that you want to discuss here, I love helping people. Uh, you could be on the show. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be on the Show. This is Fetish Fridays. Oh, I also have wait, first of all, I also have a secret confessions line. So if you just want to leave a quick secret confession, uh, I change voices on the confessions as well. You could do that. You could call anytime 24 7, my confessions line number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. If you have four minutes to leave a message, if you need longer, just call back and leave another message. It's totally fine. I edit them together. I'm airing all my confessions as well as exclusive Fetish content. I have a over on my Patreon, okay? On my Patreon, I just added a new cross dressing tier. I have a, a tier dedicated to guys who have the pantyhose fetish. That's called the, they're called my hosers. <laughs> so I have a lot of s- extra exclusive content over on my Patreon. So if you want to hear the anonymous confessions, as well as if you have a specific fetish, whether it's a pantyhose fetish or a cross dressing fetish, I also have tiers for that over on my Patreon. You could sign up for that at patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. On every tier, you get exclusive episodes. You get anonymous pics of my guests. You get all of my episodes early and ad free. And then, oh, the only ones you get exclusive content is on the Panios and uh, cross dressing tier. You get extra episodes that nobody gets sign up. You sign up for a month. You could cancel. I don't really care. But you won't want to cancel because it's a fun place. It's like we have a whole community of, you know, like-minded people over there. So anyway, today I have on Tom. Now Tom is into tights. He cross-dresses and he's really into couples as well, hooking up with couples. He talks about, you know, when he started wearing tights it started at an early age. He talks about getting caught and he talks about like these this thing that happened when he was younger with a friend of his. It was kind of like forced on him. It was like a forced footsie job that he had going with a friend and then they started to like hook up and that was I think a situation that happened that did set him up for his future and what he was into. He then got older, started hooking up with guys on the side, fully dressing. He talks about that kind of stuff. He eventually got into being a sub. But then, how he became like a sub with couples. He started hooking up with couples. He's had a lot of hot threesomes where he's like the cleanup guy and his wife did know about his fetish she talks about that and how she didn't really like it but how you know because he's a sub and that comes into play how like her berating him about it kind of like turned him on so you got that aspect going here you have a lot of things going on with Tom I think this intro sucks but I'm not going to retape it but (laughs) it doesn't matter because the episode is great okay so I'm just going to get right to it let be right back on with Tom. This is
1: the Strictly Anonymous podcast.
0: Hey Tom, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today?
2: I'm doing wonderful. How are you?
0: I'm good. So Tom, you're what I would call on my Patreon a hoser. On my Patreon, I have guys on there called hosers. There's a special tier dedicated just for them to talk all about the pantyhose fetish. I know a lot about it because of my hosers, uh, you know, I knew early on or what I realized early on doing my show was there were so many guys that were into pantyhose because when I started to do my show, I used to have to go out and look for people to call in. So I would go on to Craigslist, I would post ads, but I would also listen, look through ads and email people. And I noticed that two of the biggest things that I would see, like the most ads were like foot fetish people and pantyhose people posting ads on there. So anyway, so you're a hoser. So we're going to get into, you know, when you realized you had this fetish. Because not only are you a hoser, like you did say that like you fooled around with couples too or something like that. We'll get into that. But like, let's start from the beginning. And like, when did you first realize that you had a pantyhose fetish? Well,
2: realizing it and actually living it, I guess what I I can remember I can remember as a kid crawling around on the ground and at like Christmas parties for the family and gatherings and always being drawn to women's legs and the nylons. Mm-hmm. I remember at and for kindergarten I do remember asking my mom that we needed a pair of pantyhose for a project at kindergarten. It wasn't true, and actually I got found out about it. I started wearing about that time, probably when I was five or six.
0: Would she buy them for you?
2: No, no. There was a little closet off of my bedroom of like extra clothes for seasonal stuff, and in there was a dresser in there, and in then in that dresser there was like some tights and I think like two pairs of pantyhose, mm-hmm. and I just would wear them all the time, and it never was a. I mean, I was just a little kid, yeah. so it never was a sexual thing at all. I, I, you know, she kind of knew something was up about the kindergarten thing. And questioned me about it, but never went anywhere. At eight, she caught me wearing them in bed. And that became a discussion about why. And I promised I'd never do it again. And of course, they were in that drawer. So eventually I went back to it again. So I always wore all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. What did you what say I to I your to mother? Like, Could I ask you, like, how that conversation went? Like, when she said why, what did you say?
2: I remember it, it was so long ago. I just remember it was. I really just loved the feeling of them. I just just would lay in bed and just read. and just I wasn't feeling myself. It was just the idea of just wearing them underneath the sheets. And
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when you
2: move around, you'd feel them and stuff. It was just, it was great. I just, I loved it. Um, Right, and that
0: would be the answer. That was the real answer. I mean, that was the truth of why you were wearing them. Like you said, it wasn't a sexual thing at that age. You're young. It was just that you loved the feel.
2: Yeah, when I was caught around. I think it was. It's, it's, I have no idea what sex is at that point in time. Of course. So in my, so I continued to constantly wear. And just became very cautious. When I was middle school, I don't know, thirteen or so. A friend of mine, he lived next door, but he went to a different school.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they were doing a. All the guys are, you know, all, at this point, everyone's getting into. You know, start to realize that you have a dick and it works for something <laughs> yeah. else.
1: Yeah.
2: So they were they were doing a thing in the back of the classroom called Footsies where the guys were jacking each other off with their feet and he always came home wanting to know if I wanted to do it and I wanted to try, I wanted to try he was like, No 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 and then on a weekend that my parents were out of town, he was came over and we were hanging out and then he left and he came back and he caught me putting on pantyhose. and that's when it kind of he came walking in and aha and he's like, Well now you're gonna have to do it, otherwise I'm gonna tell everybody. Oh wow. And he wanted me to play footsie with him. You know, he took his pants off. He said normally at school at school they were just doing it like through their jeans. Mm-hmm. But this time he he took his pants off and I had to give him like a foot jab while I was wearing the pantyhose. I was like kinda of freaked out about it. Yeah. But at this point in time I was I also had was jacking off I wasn't jacking off with the pantyhose or anything it was just normal masturbation at, the, at that age and then once he made me do that and then I obviously he didn't reciprocate he once he came he he left again and then it kind of became a little bit of a regular thing that he would come over he would expect me to put on pantyhose and give him a foot job again
0: was he your age and
2: it, he was a year younger than me so he eventually, I was over at his place one time and as home. And he had an older sister, and he told me to go in there and get a pair of pantyhose out of her room to, you know, give him a foot job. And in the process of, of giving him a foot job, someone came home. I didn't have time to go put him back, so I had to just throw my clothes on over the pantyhose. And I don't remember if I left the drawer open to the, in you know where where her pantyhose were. Yeah. But something was happened that she knew someone was in her room. And eventually, he coughed up that I took a pair of pantyhose. And the next time I went over there, I was going to get rid of them. And, of course, being a pantyhose fetish guy, I guess, at that age, I didn't just put them in my pocket to take them back over. I, of course, I wore them. And uh, we were, I went over there, and we were going to start playing at that moment because we were hoping that there would be a chance that I could put them back. And his sister came out with a friend. And so he already coughed up without telling me what exactly happened. And so she came out and started asking me about, hey, she lost a pair of panty You know, she, she said to me, I lost a pair of pantyhose. hose. Do you know anything about it? Would you be wearing them now? And she, it, it, you know, we were in a city neighborhood. So she was kind of quite loud about it. And I was like getting really nervous, thinking, you know, she's speaking very openly here and anyone can hear her. I mean, she, she was really going off about asking me if I was a faggot and do I like sucking cock? I mean, I was like 13, maybe 14 at this age and she was probably 17. It was, I actually, I was clearly being humiliated. Yeah. But I loved it. And, and oh. I wasn't someone who really, I really wasn't realize that I was someone that, I, that had that in me eventually the sister left and no one else was home at that point in time. And so we went back inside and I believe it was that night is the first time that he kicked a, his cock. And, and, and I didn't get tell it what kind of really was at first. And then eventually I just gave him another foot job and I started kind of liking, I hated it at first and I started kind of liking it now. It's just, there was something about it that was kind of fun. I was, I was, I was a very dominant person as a kid Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun with him being at someone else's control. Eventually, over the course of weeks, I remember we were sitting at my kitchen table in my house, and we were looking at porn magazines. And I was giving him a foot job. We were sitting on chairs, and he dropped something, and kind of on purpose. And I went. He told me to go pick it up, and when I did it, I kind of I was my face was right next to his cock, mm-hmm. and he just kind of. Pushed my back of my head and, and I gave him a blowjob. It was really eye opening. I guess I don't know what else to say. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. And when he when he came, I just remember like, wow, that was really cool. And then once he came, he got dressed and he left. And I just sat there and I was like turned down about what it is I just did. It was really. Interesting, And I don't know if I'd want to say that, you know, after that point, I'd just sit there and start looking at guys. I mean, I was always looking at girls, but I was also, when I was looking at girls, you know, if they wore tights and pantyhose, they caught my attention. So that's kind of what I was looking at, but I always still just looked at girls. But I always was looking forward, I started looking forward to the next time you'd come over and we'd do that again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So he, it happened a few more times, and then eventually he did. He got a girlfriend, and he didn't want to do that anymore. And I was kind of... Just kind of left high and dry, I guess. And I was I was very outgoing, but I never really I dated a little bit, but nothing any serious. I've never had any sexual experience at that other than with him. And I kind of realized that. I remember it was a Saturday night, and my parents weren't home again. And I dressed up in some tights and a dress, and I found a pair of shoes that kind of fit. And it was just kind of nice. It was like the almost felt like the absence of not having a girlfriend there. Of it, it was comforting. And I really didn't even do anything sexually. I just sat there and watched TV dressed like that. Yeah. And I kind of started, I started kind of cross-dressing a little bit at that point in time. Very, very little. It was always still just about wearing tights and pantyhose. And so really nothing on that front ever happened again. I always kept it very quiet, never said anything. You know, dated a few girls eventually. And then finally found one and ended up getting married. She, when I got married, she knew that I had a small collection of tights. She never really said anything about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was never talked about. I wore them. I never did it in front of her. I kept it very private. But it, was just, it seemed to be like it was okay. And I figured as long as it's not anything stupid, I might as well just leave it at that. And it was it's, even at first, when she first moved in with me, I had mainly just pairs of black tights. And all of a sudden, I found a pair of green tights in my drawers with me. I was like, well, I never had a pair of green tights. And I was like, I knew she must have put them in there. And I was just thinking to myself, why would she have put a pair of green tights in there just, just to see if I would wear them or something? I don't know. Or it never went anywhere with her. The only time that ever was brought up was she was doing some financial things that weren't very cool. And when I would find out about it. That's when all of a sudden I have a disgusting fetish that all of a sudden it became a problem.
1: To her. And once
2: the problem, yeah. to her, yes. Yeah. Then it was a problem. Then it was like, oh, I'm going to throw this back at you now. You um, mean when
0: you brought up, when she started having issues and it was reflecting poorly on her, she was like throwing that in your face to sort of bring you down with her kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. I don't she always knew before. Why now did she start throwing it in your face in a bad way? I don't understand.
2: There were some credit cards that were taken out and ran up. And I realized that it was even before I met her that she was... Right,
0: but what that. does that have to do with you?
2: Well, when I would catch her about it, I would realize, hey, why? what the hell is this? Why is there all these thousands of dollars on a credit card? Well, then all of a sudden it would be like, well, you
0: do that. Well, that's what I mean. Right. She was was, trying. That's what I I just said. So she was being like she never cared before. But now that she was doing something that you were calling out on her, she was like telling you she was being rude and like, like, I get it. But that's like fucked up, you know, like obviously before she didn't think well of what you were doing or whatever. She kept it to herself. And then now she's throwing it in your face because you're bringing up that. So she was like using it as ammunition.
2: It's pretty much just what it was. Because there were, when things got better, I never asked her to wear, you know, any tights or pantyhose or anything like that for me. When, when, and this was back in the 90s, so they were still very popular. When she did, she always knew that she got a lot more of my attention. Yeah. And then certain times that she would definitely do it and know that she was getting my attention. That I, you know, if we were going to go out, she would sit on the couch waiting. If I came home from work, she'd be all ready to go and, I can remember her just sitting there wearing black tights and a skirt and just stroking her legs, looking at me like, you know, just doing anything for you. Yeah. <clears throat> so, it, it, and then I found out over the course of time, it, the credit cards happened a few more times. And, of course, every time it happened, I was called out for what it is I was wearing. And then eventually it got to the point where it it, it, it kind of ended our marriage. When that happened, through the course of the divorce, there was a a little issue about, I don't remember what it was. She wanted me to sign something for insurance purposes that something about she was going to claim. I refused to sign it, and I was driving home from work one time, and this is the second time that this kind of happened now. She started screaming at me that if I didn't sign it, that she'd tell everyone that I worked tights and that I was a faggot. Then she started going at me about, are you sitting next to your boyfriend? Are you wearing your tights for your boyfriend? Are you about ready to give him a blowjob or anything like that? And it's just like, she was screaming this at me constantly. She was telling me out about my fetish
1: and mm-hmm. about
2: my sexuality, making references to my sexuality. Yeah. It. So she was doing this to try to hurt me, but she turned me on. It was oh. kind of really, it was another one of those humiliating scenarios of yeah. being yelled at and uh, demoralized about your sexuality or about your fetish and yeah it was like hey I kind of like that and actually we're actually you know we're friends to the now you know Mm -hmm. that was just you know you go through that stuff through a divorce yeah and there are times that I've actually kind of wondered gee I wonder if I could ask you to do that again and make a phone call like that to me again (laughs) obviously I wouldn't but I kind of wonder sometimes what would you say if I asked you to
0: She'd be um, perplexed. So, Most people would never think that so when after, they're like berating someone that they're getting a hard on, you know?
2: I know. It just it, it seems so weird to think yeah. about it, but it's it, what happened.
0: Yeah. I
1: don't
2: know what else to say, you know? It's, it was interesting. So after, you know, we were married for almost 15 years and of so them in my mid-30s and the internet was out there not that, at this time and Craigslist was out there and I kind of thought, well, you know what? I kept thinking about that conversation of her yelling at me and I was like, you know what? I think I would like to really just kind of explore that side again. And I did go on Craigslist and I made plans and chatted with people and nothing ever happened. It actually took me having a cold one time and taking some NyQuil to actually give me the balls enough to actually plan out meeting with another guy. And I told him I was into wearing tights and he said, that's fine. And we met in a public place and kind of chatted for a little bit and went back to his place and... I tried giving him a blowjob, job but it I was really nervous. You're in a strange place and it's the middle of the night and you don't know this guy and it was really interesting to that when it was my friend, it was my friend and it was kinda I knew who he was and it was so I it, it didn't happen and he we just kinda came to the point of well let's you know, maybe some other time and then of course we never met back up. And then I met this took years to really kind of
1: unfold kinda yeah. keep
2: going. Yeah. I, I really actually at this point in time, now that I was single, started buying things off the internet. Clothing, dresses, shoes, a wig or two. And I started developing a little bit of a, a a decent sized closet. And so finally I started just like trying to, trying a little bit harder to to look a little bit more feminist while dressing. And it, it seemed like it was doing, I was doing okay with it. And then I, started going online, instead of just saying that I was into types of actually doing a cross-dressing, mm-hmm. and seeing a, and I, I got a little bit better reaction from that, and then I didn't never would post any pictures, I would chat with whoever responded on Craigslist, and once you kind of got it down to, you know, these people seem like they you know, might be, then I would send pictures, no face pictures, just of what it is, you know and. Did finally meet a guy who actually didn't live too far away from me, and we chatted for a while, and then we finally met up in a public place again and chatted a little bit there. And then he I, he didn't come over that night. he was like, well, I went well, out. I don't. I didn't go out dressed up to meet him, mm-hmm. and I told him I never would. I eventually chatted with him. We set a date, and then he came over, and I was dressed. And it, that's when it. I it, I gave him a blowjob and I was completely cross-dressed, and it was great.
0: It made me realize
2: that, I don't want to say I was bisexual, because I'm not really attracted to men, but I get into that situation when I like to dress up, that I am attracted to a man. Mm -hmm. But in normal life, I don't look at men. I still prefer, and I still to this day prefer being in a relationship with a woman.
1: But it was just, it
2: was really fun. It was so so kinky, so naughty, so taboo. It was really, it was a
1: blast. Yeah.
2: And we actually met, we met up a few more times. He was an older guy whose wife just was not interested in sex. And we met up a few more times. He'd come over here and same thing time and time again. And then he was just a really straight-laced guy. He just was interested in, he didn't want to have a, he just was looking for sex just to get off. He was not looking to have, he didn't really want to have an affair with a woman, I like guess, you know, while he was married. And he just, he said, he told me all right, it just didn't seem like it was so long being with a guy dressed as a woman. Right. It felt, it was, in his mind, it was just easier. And that's all he was looking for. And he came over one time, and I actually wore a dog collar with a leash, and he just, I remember him looking, i just got into that. And I said, well, you know, that's fine. And somewhere in the middle of giving him the blowjob, he did grab the leash, and he was, he all of a sudden found himself. He was into it because he just loved pulling up on it while I was working his knob. Mm -hmm. So we had a really, and I just kept it with just him, between him and I. And we had a really fun time. We'd meet up maybe every other week, whenever schedules would allow. He would travel quite a bit, so there'd be times, three, four months at a time, that he wouldn't be around. Eventually that kind of ended. He just kind of said that he couldn't do it anymore. I think it was more or less that his wife was having some, medical issues and he just need to spend more time at home he's an older guy and then from there i did meet up with a couple one time i met this guy on pet life and he was very interested in having me dress up for him but he also told me that his wife might be interested too and so him and i met one time at a park and we just talked and then a few weeks later i went over to his house and met with him and her in their garage they had a little bar set up and we were just talking. And she told me outright that she would be very, she's very interested in being with two guys and she doesn't know how far she'd like it to go, but she would like to have a little bisexuality, but she doesn't know how much she'd be into it. And so after I think another meeting, I went back over there and we did try it once, we went to their bedroom and it was, it was a blast to have being with a woman and a guy Mm
1: -hmm. and she was really cute. Right.
2: But I can, rem- I can remember once we got started, her and I going down on him. And all of a sudden, she you could just tell that she was not into bisexuality at all. And it kind of just ended very quickly. But, but had, I don't want to say that the experience ended. It all became about her. I mean, I kind of caught real quick that she was just not into it. She didn't want to mm-hmm. see it. Right. close and personal in there. I think it was maybe more or less something that he was kind of hoping that she was going to be into and she just wasn't. Right. And I was able to catch, catch up pretty quickly on the fact that she just was not, and then it just became all about her. And it, I think that ended actually very quickly that he just got behind her and she gave me a blowjob and everyone came and blah, 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 and never yeah. met back up with them. But it was, it was so intriguing to be looking at another man's in front of your face and a woman's face is right there too. It was, that was really a turn on. Recently, I didn't meet up with another guy and it was off of a, a different site. And he was just a very masculine guy and he just wanted oral sex. And he didn't care if I dressed up or not. We only met up because of the fact that we lived kind of close to each other. Within a few miles, I think. And this was just recently. It was um, in the middle of winter, so we, we kind of met at a talking and went hiking in the middle of winter and just talked a little bit. And in the middle of the talk, he kind of told me that his wife is down. His wife, they do, they're not on any, they're not on life or any other swingers, anything like that, but she is down for things. They have done some stuff, and I don't know about exactly everything that he told me that they were doing. But he was down, she was down for stuff, and he was always, he's not, as long as he does not to touch someone other some other guy's cock, he's okay. He doesn't mind another guy doing anything to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he would he told me outright that he would like to try to get his wife to be involved with another guy and his cock. And he but he he said every time they bro- he broaches the subject and they kinda of talk about it, it it she gets turned on but then it, it fades away and it just never comes to fruition. And I just kinda of mentioned to him he was a mechanic who retired. And I just kind of mentioned to him one time, because he was telling me also that he, you know, we talked about a lot of things. He was telling me he was, he was selling some tools on different, you know, some of those old tools that doesn't need anymore. He's retired. And I just kind of asked him, well, what would happen if I came over to your house to look at some tools in your garage and then you go back in the house and say to your wife, hey, you, I gonna believe it, but there's a guy out here that, I used to work on his vehicle and his ex-wife's vehicle. And when they got divorced, she was coming into the garage all the time and telling me about all these crazy things that he likes to do and how he likes to be humiliated and wear tights. And, and I just kind of said, what would happen if, if you know, you just, if I'm there and we kind of put, you put this in front of her and just see what happens?
1: Ah, hmm.
2: The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. And he kind of thought about it and thought about it, and he said, you know what, he wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. so we ended up. I ended up uh, contacting him through uh, a sales site of some tools and I went over to his house on a Saturday morning and so it was all planned out and I went in there, met, met him in the garage and we kind of chatted a little bit about how this was going to go and we kind of had a little bit of a plan B in case it didn't work out to try to see if she would be interested he went inside the house and then he went to go tell her that about about me that the ex used to come in and rip about me that I used to wear tights and and that um I they got divorced because I was the, the cock and but you know, it was like all speculation. Things that he wasn't certain of, but speculation. Mm-hmm. And so she came out with him and I mean this was just a month ago, a little over a month ago. She came out of out of the graduate. I mean, it's cold out there. We were just kinda Looking at what it is I was looking to buy, possibly, she made. I wore jeans, but I made sure that when I went into the garage, or when he went to the house, I made sure, like, the bottom cuff of the jeans, you could see that there were. You could see that I was wearing tight. You know, you mm-hmm. could see the socket. They weren't over my shoes. And she kind of. When they came back out, she just kind of looked at at him and said, "Ask him, ask him." And I, I kind of knew that maybe something, maybe it did work. And she kept kind of, She kept telling him to say, "Ask him, ask him." And then he just said, "Hey, you and your ex used to bring the car over to my garage, and not you?" "Oh well, yeah, yeah." And then, that's why you looked familiar. And he then asked me, "So your ex told me that you like to wear tight." Are you wearing a mouth? And the wife at that point in time says, I can see he is. And from there, it, it, she kind of got, you could just kind of see in her eyes. She kind of, something kind of happened. She got turned on. And she's a, she's a woman, a little bit older than I am, but she's very good looking. So we're talking like 50s. Mm-hmm. And her husband, is, her husband is a few years older than her, and he's a big guy. She's very. She likes it when her husband is like a man, and so we went back into the garage, or we went back into, we went into their kitchen. I wasn't in there yet. We went into the kitchen, and then I just remember she just kind of walked behind me and just said, "I want to see. I want to see it." I said, "No." Eventually. I, I'm trying to remember exactly. I was very, I, we had this plan out, but I was still very nervous. I was, I mean, I knew this, this was kind of like we were hoping for it. I was hoping for, I remember I was kind of shaking. I was so nervous about this. And eventually I did take my, my pants off and she sat there and just kept spanking my butt. And she was, I just, she was hooping and hollering a, a little bit, not nothing outrageous, but just, it was interesting. And, He made a comment about maybe we should make him give me oral. And she was behind me pushing on my shoulders to push me down on my knees. And she did ask that, is this too much for you? You know, is this what you really want? You know, it's not like she was trying to be forceful. So she did did say something, and I, I just remember shaking my head like, Positively say, yes, I do. And then she kind of got right in my face and just was pushing my face into her, her husband's cock. If I remember, I, I was right there and it was right in front of me. If I remember correctly, I don't remember if she just made a spitting sound or if she actually did sit on it. But once she did that, she just kind of grabbed it and just kind of started. She had one hand on his cock, you know, straight, one hand on the back of my head and just pushing my head into his cock. You know, just like all over my face. Hit me in the nose, hit me in the eye, the cheek, and then eventually she just opened the mouth and in it went. It was, I was never so turned on in my life. And the husband, I, I think he lasted a minute and a half and he came and came hard. And then as soon as he came, I mean, she just kind of got in my face and wanted to see it in my mouth and made me swallow. And it was really cool had. I did sit around the house for a little while. She actually went upstairs, took a shower, and came back down. And when she did come back down, she wore shorts and tights. So, I mean, she was playing into it for me. Eventually, what ended up happening, though, I think I was there for maybe like two hours. Eventually, what ended up happening is she got on all fours, and he had sex with her from behind. And I just was, I would just sat there in my tights. And, I mean, she just, she was sitting on her coffee at her, on all fours on the coffee table and she was behind her and it was it was quite exciting. I mean she was excited. She could see I was excited. And eventually when they both came, she just kinda of looked at me and says, Okay, I think you need to go, but this ain't the end of it. She was. this was a lot of fun. As long as you're down for this, we need to do this again. And I yeah, I'm 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 good with this. So the next week Saturday, I did go back over the following week and this time I the husband was—he was home, but he had to leave for a little while. So she made me strip down to just tights and women's shoes that I have, uh, and I had to clean the house for her. It was—it was fun. Too. She was very—she was a lot of fun. She made a lot of slightly derogatory comments toward me, but also was very inquisitive about how I got started and how this all happened. And then she told me outright that watching her husband dominate another guy was the most exciting thing she'd ever seen in her life. And she really wants to see it again. And she said, as long as you're good with doing it, she just really wants to see it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and at this point, with her husband being gone, she didn't wear anything that was anything perfect. You know, she didn't wear any tight any pantyhose to try to turn me on. She just wore jeans. When he came back, he, she did change again, and she changed into just like a tank top and tights, and it was it was great. And the same thing happened again. He just sat on the couch, and she sat there next to him, and just I had to sit between his legs, and I gave him oral again as he sat there and just watching. She just stroked the back of my head and just made out with him, and just kept looking down. I kept looking up at them. And she just kept looking down at me, and every time she looked down at me, she was just she was sticking her tongue further into his mouth. Once he came, it, it then the two of them kind of went at it again. It took him a whole while to kind of, you know, closer to 60. It took him a while to kind of want to get back in the mood again. I think it was actually like 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And then eventually the two of them had sex again, and then I went home again. And so the last time I went over there, I, I, they were both home. And as soon as I walked in, he was. In the, they were in the kitchen. He was just sitting up against the counter. She instructed me to go down. She was wearing tights again. She instructed me to go down on him right away. And I did. And once he got hard, then we went upstairs into the bedroom. She made me lay down on the bed. And then she, first she got down on my face and kind of sat on my face with the tights as he's watching. And I had to, he wrote as best I could through the tights. Once she kind of really got horned up, she took the tights off, and she sat down on my face, and then he put it in from behind, and the two of them started having sex on top of my face. I can still remember the way everything smelled. It was, all I wanted her to do was just touch me, so if she would have just touched me, I would have exploded, but she didn't. Mm
1: -hmm. She was,
2: I could feel her, even through the tights, I could feel her hair a little bit, but she was right there, but... It wasn't happening. And then I. It was. He eventually. When he came, he kind of pulled out a little bit and just shot on all over her. All over her, her pussy. And then she. Once he. He backed up and then she just sat straight down on my face and I had to clean it all up. And after I was done and she came, that's when she finally. She didn't give me a blow jab, although I think she might have kissed. I couldn't really see because she's sitting on my face, hard to see anything. I think she might have kissed my caca a little bit, but she started rubbing it through the tights until I came, and that was the last time that we did anything. I'm hoping soon we'll be doing it again because it was, it was unbelievable. And that was how
0: long ago?
2: That was just like
0: two weeks ago. Oh wow! So you've been with that. How long have you been like single and sort of doing your thing?
2: Fourteen years.
0: Wow! So Four, you've oh, never fourteen years. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, there's there's been a few girlfriends in there.
0: Now, when you were had the girlfriends, did you do any of this stuff on the side, or is this strictly what you do when you're like now that you're single and there's no one around and you're just doing what you feel like doing? Only
2: when there's no one. When I am not seeing anybody. Even if even if it's just a relationship where you're just kind of talking, and this time actually after my divorce, I am up front with every woman, and I am shocked, utterly shocked that the first person I dated after my divorce, I never said anything to.
0: Well, about what? Because you have two for... week, because you have two big things that you would ha- tell oh. women. One is that you like to wear okay. pantyhose, and two is that you know you like to suck a dick every now and then. So, which one do you tell women, and what you know?
2: I never. I, I never told any woman about the second guy.
0: Okay.
1: I
2: always tell them about the. I always tell them about the types, except for the very first one. I was kind of just getting my toe wet, that yeah, in the yeah, yeah. dating scene, and so I never. She and I kind of knew that it wasn't. She was. I, I kind of knew it wasn't going to work out between us. The next one I dated, the next serious relationship that I dated, I told her pretty quick that I really do like it a lot. And, I'm, and that was never a very big problem. Actually, she once in a great while, if we would go out, would wear tights mm-hmm. and make sure that she, I, you know, and she knew that she had my attention. She completely had my attention. That one broke up, and the next long one after that, which has been an on-again, off-again affair, was, again, fine with it. Once in a while, when we were hiking, she'd make a joke about me wearing pantyhose, And I was like, but she would actually wear tights. And she she didn't really. I don't know if she really wore them before she met me. And I remember the first Valentine's Day we were together. She wore all red and she wore red tights. And she made sure that I noticed. as well. I didn't miss it. Right. So being a, being my fetish, she's like, I'm not this man. Eventually, as we got closer and closer, she spent time at my house or I spent time at her house. I had kids, so. Other times when I was over by her, um, it kind of got to the point that we could just sit around and watch TV and I could just wear tights and it was okay. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, she would do it too. I kind of realized that geez, every once in a while she came home from work and found an Amazon package in her mailbox. I would get a big thank you and then she would wear them for me. It, it was really, it, it was kind of, I don't know, if it, we talked a little bit about it, but it was just like it became like a normal everyday Item to wear, right? She didn't wear them all the time, but it was completely fine that if I if I just came home from work and wore, was wearing tights no big deal.
0: That's cool. Um,
2: so it was, yeah. It was. It was really nice. It was. It, she was very fine with it. Eventually, her and I did break up about three hundred times, and somewhere in those three hundred times, I dated someone else, and I was upfront with her about it. We never actually slept together, but. She was fine with it. She didn't care. And she just said, I'm not really that big it. I really don't particularly care for them. Unfortunately, at the time, my life was a little busy, but I, I couldn't continue seeing her. She kind of lived a little, little too far away for my liking. Although we got a long break, and what was happening with my life, I just, I was not able to spend that much time seeing her. And it kind of, it didn't really break up. It just kind of faded away that there just wasn't enough time in the day. So that kind of was, those all three of those relationships, besides the one that we didn't, the last one that I didn't really did sleep with, that was only about six months. So that's were we all pretty long term. One was three years, another one was five years, and the last one was probably, they said maybe six months. But it was just, we never really spent much time together, because I was just too busy doing something.
0: But you were surprised so. that most women didn't really care? Like in your fetish when you told them, like nobody really. I try to tell my hosers that. Like, I don't think that they understand. A lot of guys think, oh, they're going to get it, you know, that women are going to take it way worse. I personally have tried to explain that most women wouldn't really care.
2: I am, I'm honestly shocked because the lady I'm talking to now, she don't care. I told her outright. It's like after we went out to dinner once and. I thought not I really like wearing tights, and okay, whatever. It's not really my thing, but that's fine, whatever. I'm just really surprised. It, 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 I've, never, I've never had a really bad experience other than the ex-wife, and that was just because of anger. I mean, realistically, when things were fine, it was no big deal. It was just when I caught her doing something, she just needed something to throw back in my face.
1: Yeah.
2: So all of a sudden, that was the thing that she threw back in my face. I'm, I'm really surprised that that they don't know. I don't know they encourage it, but they certainly don't discourage it.
0: Yeah, I so, try to explain. I mean, I, like, I think, you know, liking them to wear it is one thing. That's a very easy thing. And then explaining that you like to wear it is a little bit, you know, more of a stretch, right? That a woman's going to have to be like, okay, let me, like, figure out what this means, you know? But I really think that most women find it very hard to meet a guy that they really like i I think most people do i mean it's not like we like everybody every now and then boom you meet someone you're like whoa but it's not often it's rare right that's why we we hang our hat there so i think once you hang your hat in a place you're just you're more likely to be like okay like the woman's not gonna like throw it all out because of that you know she finally met a guy she likes if you guys are in a good relationship and she digs it she's not gonna be like oh fuck that i'm gonna go back out there and wait two years to meet another guy I like, she's going to be like, okay, I'll, I'll deal with this. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like you're saying, can I poop on your face? You know what I mean? It's not like you're going to say, can I pee on well, you or something? I it's not that hard of a stretch.
2: I think it's really, that's kind of it because dating in 50s sucks. Right. It's not like you're dating in your early
0: Oh, it sucks when you're in your twenties too. Dating you know, is difficult. It's it's always hard. But yes, it's even worse in your fifties is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but when you think when you when you think if you're gonna be in a monogamous relationship and spend your life with someone, you're gonna build something together. Well, here when you're at fifty, well, you got it already. Yeah. You're not building anything, you already got your kids, you already yes. got everything all built up. Yeah. So now you're just looking for almost like companionship. A companionship yeah. a companionship with a little bit of sex once in a while. And I think it it really does because he had, and I, I know I'm guilty of it too, you kind of know what you're looking for, and there's like certain qualifications you'd like to have there where I think when I was younger, that was a little bit more open. I mean, I'm, I I enjoy meeting women. I, I'm i dying to get to know them, but most of the women I meet, I'm just not interested in. And I, I just think it's because of the fact of,
0: being older and knowing who you are and what you want and what you like and all that stuff, for sure. I think like, you know, when because yeah. a lot of times people, when they're older, they get serious quicker or they get married quicker. But like, I think when you're younger, it takes like a good eight months to really know somebody. But I think when you're older you know, so in like three weeks, what? you know, it's just a different kind of a thing. You could, you know, you could work through it. And I think relationships when you're older last shorter when they don't, when they're not right. Whereas the same relationship that's not right when you're younger might last like a year when you're older, it lasts like a month and you're like gone. And then the good ones last longer and they get serious quicker. Cause you just know it is, there is a difference.
1: Yeah.
2: They're definitely that. I think that is very true. They, it, it's, Seems like it very quickly comes out of meh, it's not my cup of tea. Like you said, it's very, very fast. There's no messing around.
0: Yeah. But I do still think that the same thing is true, though, whether you're 20 or 50, that dating is difficult. It's very hard to meet that person that all the stars align, whether it's eight months later that you realize or three weeks later. You know, if you do, if all the stars do align and you finally did meet that someone, like I said, whether you're 20 or 50, if that guy pulls out something like, oh, I like to wear pantyhose, I think most women would be like, you know what, even if they're like, they're very conservative and they don't know what the fuck that is. And they're like, holy shit, they're not going to leave because they're not going to go back out there just, uh, you know, for that. It's not, I don't think it's that hard of a sell um, compared to other fetishes. That's what I always try to get uh, through to my hosers for the uh, ones yeah. that are still on the fence. So like, don't tell. And they're hiding it because they just think it's so you know, such a crazy thing and that women would respond so poorly.
2: Actually, the three long-term relationships that I was in since the, the divorce yeah. were all very conservative women and yeah. all of them, none of them cared. Right. I, and, I don't something. want to be a, a conservative and a, or, or a liberal woman. Yeah. I, I think if, if you have a connection... It, it's just something okay whatever
0: yeah that's what i mean that's what i'm trying to you know, say too. yeah and you're here to prove I, it you proved also, it by actually having those experiences with that exact kind of woman that i'm saying even those women and you did you're here to say like it, it yeah. it's definitely a fact it's true and it, it you know Well, i
2: think it also has something to do with the fact too that like well you know what whatever i got or you know, even if it's not a sexual thing even if it's just some quirky thing that i think that i will kill other guys maybe they're just be More open to it or won't let it bother them. And I think it it does have a tendency to work that way of, if someone, I think women feel more comfortable that maybe he'll look beyond this if I don't worry about that.
0: Right, right. Like I, your ex. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, well, no, the. the, the I know what you mean, though, yes. Uh, Yeah, 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 like, oh, look, he's a human being. No, but it's like, it's kind of like, oh, look, he's a human being, and he has this thing, so if I have something. But let me ask you, this is the real question, because I'm winding it down, but I do want to bring up this and ask you this last question. Like, So, you know, you're straight up, and you always have been about the pantyhose thing you do have this other thing going on now I have had a guy on here talking about how just because you suck a dick every now and then doesn't mean that you're bi or anything it's just you know maybe how you feel in the moment you know it's like a I forget the difference he called it like it's the difference between your sexual orientation and like what you like like some other word I forget what it is go listen to that episode but you know that you do sometimes like to be with men and you have that I mean do you ever feel like if you were in the right relationship with the right person that you would also cop to that so that you and her could enjoy those kind of things or do you like to keep that separate
2: I prefer to keep that separate Mm -hmm. just because I think that would be a harder sell that would kill uh, yeah kill Mm -hmm. a lot of relationships if it was if I felt comfortable enough, yes, I don't think that would be a problem at all. I would, I think, I would be just fine with that. I, I being on Fet life, every once in a while, you have chatted with. I've met actually two women on dating sites that were both on Fet life, also,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that becomes a little that becomes a little bit easier. I don't mind putting them out there and telling them what my profile is, and it says yeah. right on there, hetero, hetero, flexible. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to leave you for another guy, but you know, hey if we're together and you're okay with it and there's a cock in front of my face, there's yeah. a good chance it's going to end up on my mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, that can happen. Oops. Oh. Just like when that guy dropped that it? thing that your friend, quote unquote, I mean, I don't know what a good friend that was. He basically, like, the first time he made you hook up with him, it was like rape, okay? I'm sorry, but, like, you know, it was a forced I, thing. I, I, I,
2: it kind of, I know, I, did, I it was, when we went through the divorce, we'd actually tried going through marriage counseling. Yeah. And it didn't work. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. And we were, one of the last times we went to marriage counseling together, you know, the two of us together, she actually started telling me that I need to tell the, the therapist, therapist yeah. about my little, yeah, my little fetish. And the next time we went in there, it was supposed to be the two of us in there together, but the ex didn't come. So the therapist, she did ask me, so what was she talking about, this little fetish? I said, well, I I really enjoy wearing tights. And then I I did open up to her about everything. Yeah. And she said, yeah, that kind of is kind of like rape. I go, I guess I didn't think about it at the time. Yeah. Looking back, maybe it is, but I'm very grateful that it kind of happened, I guess, because Mm -hmm. it made me look at something that I didn't think I would ever look at. So it's just. It's just all the experiences in my life that it's just going to happen. I, I,
0: I. I listen. Don't. I think like that's listen. I think that you know, if you went back at that moment, maybe you would have felt different about it. But the way you frame it, the way you see it now, and as a good thing, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like I, I really think you know. That's fine. I'm just saying that guy was like, you know, forced you to do it. He was kind of a douche, but you know, a lot of people are when they're younger. I was vicious when I was younger. You know, whatever. But, yeah, but I
2: was, I was the more honestly at at that age, and our friendship, I was a very dominant person. With and not that I was a bully or anything by by any means. Or yeah, I like that. I was a very nice
0: guy. Yeah. Even
2: at that. But, you know, if I really wanted to, I could have just punched him in the shoulder and said, shut the hell up. And yeah, 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 yeah. you know were like that typical,
0: anything. you're the typical guy that is like, because a lot of times you hear that the sub is typically somebody who is very dumb in their regular life, right? Like an alpha person. And then when it comes to, you know, when intimacy or they want to play or a kink, they tend to be wanting to do the opposite. So it would, go, it would be, it would ring, you know, true that like you were a very dumb one and then when it flipped on you you were like oh i kind of like this because it was like the exact opposite
2: there is because w- when i'm with a when i'm with a woman i love being a guy and i love i love treating her bringing her flowers yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know for e- even 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 in a relationship for long term i still you know once a week would bring flowers or
1: something yeah. just because
2: it's such a nice it's, i'm thinking of you or even just a text message in the middle of the day you know it just i'd like being a guy i love I don't want to say being dominant over him, but I, you know, being a little bit more protective of her. But when it comes to being with another guy in that situation, there was one I did. There was one other guy I have met up with, and I really became very submissive to him. We only met twice, and he loved it when I wore the, the dog collar. The first time we met up, it was I tried anal with him. It didn't quite work well. But I did was giving him a blowjob, and then he ended up, he wanted to jack off on my face. The second time we met up, I let him urinate on my face and <laughs> all over me. It, it was, it, and it's just, I can't help it when it, when I'm with another guy. It's just, I really love being in that position of do what
0: you want. Yeah, 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 being humiliated. That's the humiliated thing that you're yes. into. Yeah, you have a lot of things going I, on you know. here. I have to wrap it up because my kids are oh, screaming know. in the other room and we're at an hour. But, you know, I feel like, and I'm going to wrap it up now, but like, I feel like you have a lot of things going on here. We could have just focused on all this by, st- not by, that's the wrong word, right? Like you are b- you being heteroflexible. You definitely have that whole thing going on. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, I really don't label it because, you know what, it is... You like you what don't have life, to. I love know, labels. Just like I just got
0: I don't care what you say. I love labels. I, the young people that have been on my show have got me totally into labels. I think it is nice to label things. Whatever you are, you like to suck a dick sometimes. I'm saying you have these different things going on that... We could have, like, you know, like you have the pantyhose fetish. You do kind of like to cross dress. You're into being a sub and humiliation. You also, you know, like I said, like to wear hose. So you do have a lot of things that we focused on here. You know, I'm going to probably air this on my. Fetish Fridays episode because there's a lot of fetishes you got maybe going on here. But it's mostly the pantyhose fetish that we focus on. But I feel like you have all this other stuff going on. But I'm going to wrap it up now. But I really appreciate you calling in. I might air this this Friday on my Fetish Fridays if that's okay with you. Or I'll put it on my Patreon. I'll let you know though. Okay. Okay.
2: Well, I'm the one who else want to email you because I'm not not so much pantyhose, but tight. So I'm the one who always emails and says, tights, Kathy, instead
0: of thanks, Kathy. So just remember that. Oh, tights. You're into tights, not pantyhose.
2: Yeah, all about tights. I love tights. Pants I'm there okay. with you. I
0: like, to, I prefer tights. I like the constricted feeling. I always love tights better than pantyhose. Okay, so I'm going to do a tight slash pantyhose fetish because I feel like, listen, tights, pantyhose, it's the same person. So I would want to make sure that everybody goes and listens to it, even the pantyhose guys, because it's similar but different. You know, thanks so much for calling in. What did we call you? Oh, Tom. Thanks, Tom, for calling in. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube